With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let me check the calendar. December 12 is a Tuesday. Let me check the clock. 2 p.m. West, 5 p.m. East. That means Adam Burke. Now, this is a special appearance from our buddy. He's the managing editor over at vsin.com, and vsin.com has never been better. A lot of that has to do with our buddy Adam Burke. Last week, we sat here, and we were talking about Circa Survivor. Okay, so it's the big, biggest Survivor contest on the planet and i think we were sitting with 30 contestants or 30 entries remaining and we were talking about the uh, idea of chopping and then we said well it's going to really start to get fascinating once it gets down to about 15 entries or contestants remaining and we are down to 13 the implied equity each ticket is worth about correct me if i'm wrong boys about 713k adam burke does have a partner, so that means each are sitting with around 356000 as we sit here today. That's no pressure. I did want to just mention there's no pressure as we say, there he is, there's a handsome one. Adam Burke, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live from the D. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. I, I'm just stating facts. I'm not trying to make you nervous, but congratulations. He had the Cleveland Browns. How about his hometown team coming through with Joe Flacco under center? Berkey, take a bow. How are we feeling? Hey, what's up, Patrick? I got to say, I, I have to be fully transparent with this. The Browns were not my first pick last weekend, but that's the decision that we came to. My partner, Mark Goldberg, and I from SpookyExpress.com. That's the decision that we came to. And, and actually, I mean, we have not taken a road team so far with this entry throughout the Survivor Contest. And we decided to stay off of Green Bay. They were kind of the team that we were thinking about throughout most of the week. Decided to make a late switch to Cleveland and... Uh, Fortunately, that one worked out because obviously last night, uh, agonizing and condolences to our own Paulie Howard. So Green Bay was in the mix. Can you kind of walk us through the final conversations and really when you both decided, okay, because my assumption is you decided, uh, well, I know you decided on, Je on uh, fading Jacksonville before Trevor Lawrence was announced that he was going to start. Yeah, I, I will say that. We certainly didn't really expect Lawrence to play. Honestly, expected the weather to be a little bit worse, too. The field to maybe be a little bit sloppier that would possibly negatively impact Lawrence if he did end up playing. But honestly, I mean, 
the Browns offense is better with Joe Flacco. And the biggest thing to me, and the Browns were on my consideration list. I think it was 37 years of having my heart ripped out that I didn't want to make them the first choice for me. But I knew that Jacksonville couldn't line up and power run the football against them the way that Denver did, the way that the Rams did. That's been the main weakness of Cleveland's defense here throughout the last few weeks. Jacksonville doesn't have that weapon in their arsenal. So I figured it was a decent matchup for Cleveland's defense. And honestly, if Amari Cooper doesn't fumble, that may be a blowout. So Cleveland was easily the better team, happy to get through and happy to avoid some of the other landmines that were out there in week 14. Adam, I got a proposal for you from a uh, potential chop. $9 million at stake. What happens if you guys were to say 13 people remaining? Patrick mentioned it roughly about 700,000 or 713,000. You say, okay, we chop $6 million, and then you play for the other $3 million. So you feel like you walked away with a significant amount of money, but also at the same time, I think that comes out to about 450000 per uh, entry. So you feel like you've actually walked away with some cash because the hard thing, Patrick, right now is you've come thus, thus far, excuse me, done a great job of navigating so many landmines, as you guys alluded to, and then to be down to one of 13 people. And if you come up empty, it feels just so difficult. Yeah, look, I mean, you definitely want to get something right. at this point in time, right? I mean, yeah, the average equity is, <laughs> as you guys mentioned, 713K. Uh, we did max out with the 10 entries, so, you know, there's 10 grand into it. Not everybody has done that. Sure. So that's also a question. And, and that was the thing last night, you know, about the Packers actually getting beat was not only did it eliminate seven people, it maybe eliminated, what, 15 or 20 opinions in terms of a chop? Because a sure. lot of people do have partners, they're part of groups, stuff like that, to where... The, you know, the fewer entries, obviously, the more equity your entry gets and the fewer people that you have to get to agree to a chop. My thought was like 5.2. There's 13 left. Everybody gets 400K. Perfect. And yeah. then you, know, you go from there and play for the rest. I do know that those discussions are being had. I don't know how much progress has been made on those discussions. Uh, I have a minority stake in our entry, so my partner is actually the one kind of going through all of those conversations and then relaying the information to me. But I do know that those conversations are being had. The question is, do you get everybody who's involved with these 13 entries on the same page? Because it only takes one entry or one person to you know, not allow that chop to happen. Yeah, I said that to Patrick last week. We talked about this, that if somebody, let's say they're sitting, they're worth $100 million, they're going to be like, hell no. Right. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, if, if you put in, let's say that you're in this, and I haven't checked to see the rest of the contestants or anything like that. If you have 1,000 or 2,000 into this, like, do you, how much do you really want to chop? You know, because your initial investment was pretty low. Now, you could also argue on the flip side, if you only have one or two entries, maybe money is a bigger deal to you and you would be more willing to take a chop. So I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting to see how all that plays out. And of course, you know, no matter what happens, we still have to pick a team to survive in advance this week. How's your partner? You, you, we've mentioned your buddy Spooky a few times. You're, I know you pretty well by now. You're a pretty medium guy. You don't get too high, too low. So it's a good temperament for something like this and probably sports wagering in general. How's your partner handling this? <laughs> uh, his, his anxiety is definitely higher than mine. Um, the thing that's really interesting about us and, and really the dynamic that we have is I'm science and he's art. So, you know, we kind of try to blend the two. I'm very much in tune with the analytics and all of that. And he's kind of more of a you know, sort of traditional, I, I would say, handicapper when it comes to the NFL. Like I said, I mean, we haven't taken a road team with this entry. That's something that actually kind of weighed on his mind last week. I was a little bit less concerned about it. Honestly, I liked Houston the most, which thank God we didn't go with them because they were atrocious. But, you know, he's art. I'm science. And we've been able to kind of blend that really effectively. But 
I've definitely been, and maybe it's because I do have a minority stake in it as opposed to what his position is. I've been a little bit more laid back. I've kind of been a little bit more of maybe of the more gambling-centric mindset of, hey, you know, we can chop some of this, but let's kind of leave, you know, a big carrot at the end instead of a smaller one. But, you know, again, ultimately, I'm kind of deferring to him with those discussions, and, and he's kind of wearing it a little bit more than I am. So, you know, we'll see how that dynamic kind of plays out as we go forward. But, you know, all of our conversations continue to be fantastic. We continue to be on the same page. And, you know, I mean, I, I was telling everybody this uh, downstairs over at Circa. I have not watched one of our Survivor games since week nine. Really? So, you know, maybe that's why I'm handling it a little bit better because he's living and dying with every snap. The strategy is fascinating. So as much as you can tell us, and again, feel free to edit and leave out whatever you want. And you're used to editing. Our managing editor, Adam Burke, is sitting in vcin.com. We'll get to what's happening at the website here in a second. Um, do we know if we've talked to the remaining contestants? I know Spooky probably has a better idea. Have Has everybody kind of gotten involved in the conversation? That must be difficult. Uh, these are people all over the country. As much as you can tell me there. So I think at this point in time, because we're down to 13 and because we're talking about such a significant prize pool, I think everybody kind of wants to be found and be part of those discussions. You know, certainly social media makes it a lot easier and, you know, platforms such as this and, and platforms like what Spooky has and what some of the other contestants have, you know, they're able to kind of talk about those things. And certainly a lot of the higher profile people in this industry, you know, including somebody like Bill Crackman, who's, of course, you know, on a numbers game, those people are involved and invested in the contest in terms of the fact that it's a huge prize pool and it's in, the, in, in, it's in an industry that they love. So, you know, they're also part of, you know, maybe reaching out to some of the contestants. I know Mark specifically has talked to some past winners of the Circa Million, past caches, uh, some people that have won Survivor or been part of Chops in the past, stuff like that. So there is a lot of networking going on. And again, with what's at stake now and what the implied entry value is, I do think a lot of people want to be found and want to at least hear out anybody's pitch for chopping this thing up. Well, uh, we are, we are going to have another contestant who is alive on the show tomorrow, Adam. And uh, as... I can put you in touch with him and give you his details, but it's going to cost uh, one half percent <laughs> of your ticket over there. Uh, my question, I guess, would be uh, over under once the season ends, one and a half more appearances on chart money before you sail off into the sunset. <laughs> well, again, I mean, you know, I, I am talking about uh, I, I don't have, uh, have, you know, half split. This isn't fully mine or anything like that. I don't have right off into the sunset FU money like I talked about last week, but. I love you guys. I enjoy this Tuesday spot. It, it would be hard for me to give this up no matter what. You're getting paid per SpookyExpress.com <laughs> drop. SpookyExpress.com. It's a fantastic website. You should check it out. SpookyExpress.com. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing the T-shirt here. Yeah. I got the Spooky Express T-shirt on. It, somehow he managed to send me a shirt that was too big for me, which is kind of a shocker. You're but, like a NASCAR uh, driver. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I, hey, I, if anybody wants, you know, just... I can work out some deals, put some patches on one of my jackets, you know, something like that. Uh, I'm totally good with that. Uh, honestly, I mean, it, it's it's fun to, to be able to be in this position and have these conversations. But, again, up until there's a chop or up until we survive to the end, uh, right now this is just a great story. So, to me, it's still about surviving and advancing and, you know, trying to handicap these games and, and try and get them right to the best possible degree. Well, 
We're it is it's a legit sweat as a family here. We're pulling for you. I was just thinking this morning when I was taking the dog for a walk. Remember that time that I saw you on the side of the road and I changed your tire? I just randomly thought about it. Anyway, um, that was cool when I lived in Vegas. I saw I saw Burke. He, he was having problems with the tire. I saw his wife crying, and I was just like, you know what? Let me take care of this. But. Anyway, Spooky sounds like a good dude, too. No, but what, what, um, is, what, when, is the fir- what is the first kind of just, like, stupid purchase if you do walk away with some money here? Like, what has been – because I know back in the day I used to get that East Bay catalog. I used to circle – Are they still in business? No, they went out. I used to circle every shoe I wanted from that damn catalog. I got, like, two of them in, like, 15 years. What is, like, the first thing you and the wife are looking to buy? It doesn't have to be something crazy, but just like, hey, we have stupid money right now. Why don't we buy this? I haven't even thought about it. And I'm not, I'm not BSing you in that. I haven't even thought about it, honestly. I'm not even in it, and I'm already dreaming of things I would spend. He's with an your experience money. guy. It's he's easy not, for you to want to spend consumer. my money. He's yes. An, he's an ex. <laughs> Burke's an experience guy. He's different yeah. than you. He's he's not gonna just add crap. He's gonna go. He's gonna travel. He's gonna go see concerts. Come on, big guy. You know. What do you have left to show for that? Well, wait, wait, wait a second. Memories. Answer that when we come back on the other side. What would you spend on it if you walked away with nine? <laughs> yeah. And don't make it X-rated. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. 
That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, check out the subscriber benefits, pro tools, pro picks at a glance, pro tips. We've got it all there for an intro offer of $9.99. Hey, listen, if our managing editor is sharp enough where he is down to 13 in Circa Survivor, well, then you know we're doing something right over at vcin.com slash subscribe. Make sure you check it out. Become a vcin pro for as low as $9.99. We welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher. I'm all Shaw. Dustin Sweetelson making his list. <laughs> making a depressing consumerist list over there. I see it. <laughs> we'll see what well, he's got. Yeah, Adam Burke all. hanging out. Go ahead. Not not all of it is necessarily on purchases. You would think I, I have some very smart ideas of what I do with the money. I do got you. Now, now we'll, we'll, let me just set this up quickly. We're talking about it because the implied equity of having one of the 13 entries remaining in Circa Survivor is 713K for each entry. And, of course, Adam Burke splitting with his buddy Spooky. Uh, before we get to Dustin's list, can, and again, edit. So talk about whatever you want. You have, you can tell me who you have left for this week, or you can keep the strategy to yourself. What do you think? Well, I mean, it's publicly available who you have left. Circa okay, publishes gotcha. it throughout the course of the week. There are other websites out there tracking it. Survivor Atlas, Survivor Sweat, just a couple of them. Uh, so... You know, we have to save San Francisco for Christmas. I mean, otherwise we'd be taking the Giants because that's the only team we'd have left, and I'm absolutely not doing that if we get into that position. So we have to save San Francisco. We do have them, but they're not a consideration this week. Uh, the Rams are on our list. The Bengals we have as well. Uh, the Packers coming off of that heartbreaking loss. Uh, the Titans are another team that you know could potentially be in the mix. Um, so, you know, to me, I think we kind of have four teams that we can discuss here throughout the course of the week. And... You know, I mean, as, as I was talking about off air with them all, I think what's really tough at this point in time and, and may kind of be a little bit of fuel towards people deciding to kind of chop this up a little bit. A lot of these six and a half, seven point types of favorites really struggling here over the last few weeks. So it's not like anybody is, is a great option at this point in time. There are some entries that may have better teams than others and some entries that may be kind of up against it as we go forward. But for us this week, our considerations will be the Rams, the Bengals, uh, the Packers and the Titans. And maybe Atlanta on the road against Carolina, I guess. Well, just thinking out loud, uh, Washington right now is completely, even with, you don't even have to hear Montez Sweat crushing the organization to know that Washington shut it down. So the Rams very much battling for a postseason spot. I don't hate that. If it is going to be Davis Mills, Berkey, I do love the spot. Just forget Levis, just run the football at home with Henry uh, against Houston. I, I do like that as well. I think those are actually this deep. I, I don't hate what you have remaining. Well, and that's been the thing about all season long, you know, and, and I kind of talked about this a little bit on the show last week and also in some previous segments in other places, but we planned for Thanksgiving and Christmas. We wanted to make sure we had a good option for those two holiday weeks. Other than that, it was kind of, hey, take the team now if you want to take the team now. And this has been the perfect year to have that kind of philosophy because we've got backup quarterbacks everywhere around the NFL. And even in some cases, some third stringers, and even in Cleveland's case, you know, they wind up with Joe Flacco, who's probably a top five quarterback in the last 25 years for them. So, you know, that's been something that's been pretty interesting is 
planning ahead maybe hasn't worked as well. And, and to think now right. at this point in time that the Bengals are under consideration for us without Joe Burrow at quarterback just kind of speaks to how strange this season has been. That's why uh, Patrick mentioned it earlier, or it might have been Dustin, but to be able to navigate this far in this season is really impressive. You guys had 10 entries. Did you guys double up on your picks early on and then start to kind of go in different directions, or did you just start from week one doing 10 different selections in essence? Yeah, so there were some weeks where we definitely, you know, kind of doubled up. There was one week, I believe, actually, where we tripled up. We had three left, and we wound up taking the same team with all three of them. So, you know, there was one, uh, the week uh, we lost, when Cincinnati lost to the Texans, where, you know, Tyler Boyd, if he catches that ball in the end zone, they win that game. Yeah. Uh, we had two of our three entries on Cincinnati that week. So we wound up being able to keep one alive, and, of course, that's the one that's still hanging on right now. But, yeah, you know, we had doubled up, um, you know, a few times earlier on in the season, and, you know, now it's just, it's also more of a collaborative effort. Earlier on, it was kind of, you know, here, the, I'm going to take care of these survivor entries. You're going to take care of these. And we had some conversations to make sure we weren't too exposed on certain sides. But a lot of it was sort of, hey, you know, here's what I'm thinking. Here's who I want to take. All right, here's who I want to take and not overexpose ourselves. Now, for the last four or five weeks, it's been that very joint effort where, again, he's art and I'm science. And I think we've balanced each other out well. And hopefully it continues. All right. Well, we're pulling for you. Excited to see who you pick. Have you got your gluttonous list together, big guy? Yeah, it's a little bit harder than I thought. I'm trying to come up with some stuff, but I've got I've got a good list. Um, you figure what? I walk home with four and a half, five million after taxes. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, good point of demarcation. Yep. All right. So I, I think two million on a house seems fair. Two million in in, in Vegas. Vegas two million, not in New York two million. You yeah, you could buy Bill Ad's garage. Yeah, I think uh, you know. <laughs> I would want a basketball court full, full with glass backboards. That that that's part of the mix. Um, want enough space to have like a baseball field, have some home run derbies. Um, I'd also immediately just take a million dollars and I would divide it among I don't know seven, eight family members and go. Here's a lump sum. Never ask for anything again. There's no more money coming. This is a big chunk. This is yours, but never ask again for more money. Um, that leaves me a couple million left to spend. I'd about spend a, a one point five. I'd spend about three hundred and fifty k to uh, put a Chick Fil A franchise in my home. I don't care if it loses <laughs> money. I don't care if it makes money. But I will only eat Chick Fil A for the rest of my life. Because I can afford to think, do that. You're thinking about the profitability of a Chick Fil A inside your house? No, I don't. I, but I would pay all the fees that I need to oh, be a, a licensed Chick Fil A, but not available to the public, just for me. Because as you. a kid, I watched the movie Richie Rich, and he had his own McDonald's, and I was like, "That's the best thing ever." I would want a Chick Fil A. Um, I'd buy new teeth. That's about 100k. I looked it up. I'd buy a Ferrari. That expensive. Ferrari's about a five, 500k. Bentley's about 400k. I would. Uh, pay for a barber to be on call for me at all times of the day. So I'd basically get a haircut every two or three days. I would never shave myself again. And then finally, the last thing I'd buy is a wife. <laughs> you know what you <laughs> need to look into? The it. one thing that's not listed on here, you're going to need a bankruptcy attorney. Okay. <laughs> I would have a great time, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As far as big purchases, and we don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we don't want to Jinx, uh, our buddy Berkey. I, I'm not a car guy, so I think immediately right. I just lose my mind as far as like what I would want because I don't like I don't care about cars. Never have, never will. So it's like after that, maybe just a, a residence, I guess. I, I'm with you on that. But PM, it's surprising coming from you because you grew up in Michigan, right? Like, how many of your friends yeah, growing I, up that just, their it, parents worked at GM, Ford, or Chrysler? Uh, 
every single person I know. And I, and I don't, maybe I was just doing the contrarian bit and going the other way. Cause I just, I don't know. That's not cars, but that's generally, if you think about falling into money, right? You think about buying a house or buying a car. I'd want a the classic place car to too. Yeah. I definitely want to like something really cool and old that like only rich people can afford because the parts are expensive. I'd go with an old Ford Mustang. Yeah. I only don't care about cars because I can't afford one, which is why I drive a Kia. <laughs> I like how we're all just Burke's just sitting there silent and he's the one that actually has this option Burke's on gonna the table. Burke's going to buy a band. He's going to be like, how much to buy the rights yeah. to all your music? <laughs> yeah, no, it would, it, would, uh, it would be a lot of travel. There's a lot of places I want to go that I haven't seen. What's oh, number one on the, your what's list? What's the list? Give us oh, I mean, top I, two or three. Jesus. Off the top of my head? I mean, I feel like a Bali guy. I would, I mean, number one to me would probably be like Italy or Greece or something, which which people do, but I just haven't done it. Same, I just haven't done it. I've, Same. Have you ever left the country? Uh, been to the Dominican, obviously Canada. Yeah, that's it. More more well traveled than I, so I under, I understand that you you Bob, see people Bob go Bob to Mykonos, or, or you go. No, which place seems to pop when I see people visit? All the hot girls I follow on Instagram go to like Croatia. Croatia is supposed to be very beautiful. I only knew because that... Tony Kukoc. That's all I knew about it. And no, I, I thought it was like an old Russia, like this, like beat Russia. down communist place. Yeah. Apparently, it's beautiful. No. <laughs> Did you think of a wet lefty jumper when you think of I just think Croatia? of that turnaround jumper for the win. <laughs> okay. There, well, well, we, we got people winning $9 million at Sigma Derby right now. So Yeah, well, $9. Put a million. If you win, you have to put a million into Sigma Derby. Minus, minus in, six in quarters. Yeah. In all quarters. <laughs> Samich came by yesterday, and he said he's cracked the code on Sigma Derby in case you want to sit down and win 30 bucks. <laughs> He's a Sigma Derby advantage player. Yeah. As we go to break... Maybe you can fill people in. We've got the bull guide for free this year. How are we updating that, Bert? Because that seems like a lot of work. Well, so the bull guide's free because it's a general strategy piece, kind of looking at the bull games from more of a helicopter view. Uh, we have individual bull previews going up over at vcin.com, at least 72 hours lead time uh, on those games. And I've got an opt-out slash transfer portal tracker that I've been updating over at vcin.com, wow. which, let me tell you, it takes up a lot <laughs> of my day with what's going on with all the players in that. But we got that uh, to go along with all the bowl previews. We'll have best bets throughout the course of the bowl season as well. But that free bowl guide is general strategies, thinking about motivation, thinking about confidence, the pick em pools, all that. Yeah, it's a great primer, kind of a skeleton to get you ready for the bowl season. And then the individual write-ups over at vcin.com. We're absolutely loaded. vcin.com slash bowl guide. When we return... Our very own managing editor's got some college hoops plays tonight. We'll get to those next with Adam Burke here, Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, a little break to tell you about Zen. Zen nicotine pouches are number one when it comes to. Of course, nicotine satisfaction. Remember, you can find your Zen. We're always debating about who's number one. They are. You can find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com as a warning. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We got you back here. I'm Alshaw Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. As we say hi, Adam Burke on a Tuesday. Berkey Tuesday with 
our vcin.com managing editor. Dustin just sent a text. Tyler Van Dyke transferred from Miami to Wisconsin. So we've got a couple. You guys want to react to these? We've got a few more transfers to note in college football. Tyler Van Dyke goes to Wisconsin. Riley Leonard, boys, to Notre Dame. As to, you know, to me, Van Dyke going to Wisconsin isn't that big of a deal. I was disappointed with Van Dyke's performance the last couple of years, but for Wisconsin, the quarterback play has been lacking since Russell Wilson, in my estimation. And then Riley Leonard, I think he's solid. I don't think he'll be as turnover-prone as Hartman was at times. I, I like him. Um, he's mobile. He's not, a, he's not a runner, per se. He's a scrambler. I think he makes some really good plays. Um, but I want to see what Notre Dame is surrounded with. Um, I forget if Austin May is back next year or not. Uh, that's going to be a key part of that offense for next year for Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, Adam, I don't on those two. Well, I think the Van Dyke one's kind of interesting because, you know, Braylon Allen's going to be gone. Their top two wide receivers from this year are in the transfer portal as well. So it's going to be about who Wisconsin surrounds Tyler Van Dyke with because I really expected Tanner Mordecai to be a lot better than he was. I mean, I threw a long shot flyer on Mordecai for the Heisman just thinking, hey, if they can beat Ohio State, you know, maybe that's a team that kind of gets into that discussion. But Mordecai was terrible there. So, you know, I don't really see why Van Dyke would do a whole lot better, especially rebuilding the, the skill positions on the fly. Dustin, you were a Miami guy. Anything on Van Dyke? So I wasn't a huge Van Dyke guy. However, he did have an insane 2021 when Rhett Lashley was the offensive coordinator for Miami, and he looked like he was going to be a first-round pick the following year. A lot of people thought he was a guy that was trending upwards, and things have stalled out. You have to remember that there's not been a lot of stability in that Miami program. Cristobal comes in, a lot of younger guys he's playing with, and I, I just I think it could be an interesting fit. There could be more there with Van Dyke than we saw the last couple seasons at Miami. Uh, obviously, he had an awful season this year and got hurt. But uh, I don't I don't hate the move. I just think it's so odd with college football now. None of these big programs are going to develop quarterbacks anymore. They're all just going to hit the portal. I, I think it's, look, you take a guy like McCord, a lot of it's the outside noise. Ohio State was potentially looking at Cam Ward from Washington State. Do they go elsewhere? I, I think some of these guys just don't want to compete. No, 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 no. See, I, I, dude, I hate that argument. I don't want to compete. Look, I'm going to be weird again. Everyone dies at some point. Uh -oh. We all are only have so many years where we play college football unless we're Bo, Bo Nix and Michael Penix. So this idea of guys don't want to compete, no. I only get one opportunity in my life to be in college, and believe me, I think about – I wish I could go back to college every single day. Uh, we only get one chance to play college football – I don't think it's about competition. It's about I want to show what I can do and at the very least get the full experience. If I'm one of three good quarterbacks at one situation, what's the point of going here? YOLO. <laughs> if, you, if you make every decision based on you're going to die one day, things change. You change you the way you do things. You would never come to work then. No, I, I enjoy work too much to not. I love work. That's, that's where you don't – I love this. I love the structure work provides me. Because <laughs> without work, I, my clothes would never be on my body. They'd be on the floor at all times. I would always have a sink full of dishes that need to be done. What, I would, what does work have to do with your dishes? It creates some structure, something I have to do, somewhere I have to be, so then I have to be more efficient with my personal time, all because work exists. If work didn't exist, I'd be a caveman sleeping in the woods. 
<laughs> what, the what the hell just what the hell just happened? I'm not, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to transition from that to Austin P in Southern Illinois. You're welcome. <laughs> so I'm going to try. Uh, Bernie, <laughs> this is good job, big guy. Uh, Southern Illinois, Austin P. This is one of your plays today, college hoops. We're going deep into the bag. Uh, we had our buddy Mike Randall on. Thomas Gable sent over a couple college hoops plays today. And, and I believe you're going to lay it with Southern Illinois here. Yeah, I'm going to lay it with Southern Illinois here. Slow-paced game, but you have one offense that's way, way, way better than the other one. And that offense is the Salukis. They're very, very good offensively. 30th in the country in effective field goal percentage offense. Austin P. meanwhile, 344th. So usually I tend to shy away from laying the big favorite prices in a slow-paced game because if this game is played to 64, 65 possessions, it's hard to create that kind of margin to be able to cover this type of number. But Southern Illinois takes really good care of the basketball. Austin P's only good thing on defense is forcing turnovers. They are not good at blocking shots at the rim. They're not good at defending the three-point line. So to me, I think Illinois or Southern Illinois has a good chance here of just kind of being efficient enough to cover this number. And the one thing I do have to say really quickly, there were 11 games yesterday. There were 22 games today. It's exam week. It's winter break. So home court advantage is diminished in college basketball right now. There's going to be a lot of weird games, a lot of really, really big favorites. Tennessee is like a 34-point favorite tonight against Georgia Southern. You're going to have a lot of this over the next couple of weeks and then on through the holidays. So I'm going to be low volume over the next little while. And, you know, again, you're going to get a lot of matchups with teams that you've never really heard of that are the ones that are going out there playing. Adam, going big picture in college basketball so far, which teams have really stood out to you when you look at national title contenders? Because I think there's a few teams to bet on at this point in time. There's some other people that I think are a little bit fraudulent near the top. Yeah, I mean, you know, Florida Atlantic had that one really, really bad performance, but they brought back so much continuity from last year. They brought back basically all of their returning production. I think that's still a team that's going to have a really, really good chance of not only padding its record in the American Athletic Conference, although they have stepped up in class a little bit. I think they'll wind up getting a really high seed line once we get to March. Houston continues to be really, really good. I mean, they're one of the best defensive teams in the country. They are tops for Bart Torvik and adjusted defensive efficiency. And offensively, they're really good, too. What will be interesting to see for Houston is now that they're in the Big 12, they're going to get challenged a lot more on a nightly basis. And I think maybe that makes them better for it once you get to you know, the conference tournament and then the NCAA tournament. So those are two teams. And then I really like Creighton. I just love the way that Creighton can make shots from all over the floor. They've got... You know, guys that can play on the inside, guys that can play on the outside. That's a team that I think people kind of pegged going into last season that now I think this is the year they really max out their potential. Creighton, how about that? Louisiana catching three versus Jacksonville State tonight. Berkey. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, you're just throwing random games at me, huh? I do, well, these these no, are the ones that are on them. my list. These, are, these are the ones that – am I wrong, Dustin? No, I, th I thought you wrote those articles. Oh, we're not tonight. Uh, we're talking about college football coming up this weekend. Oh, yeah, it's college football. Right, yeah, 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 so I was I, like, wait a minute. I, I, I apologize. Did, did, did I write up a college game this morning in my haze that I didn't I'm just going by about? my notes here. Uh, I apologize. No, so Jacksonville State and Louisiana. Yeah, like I said. Oh, it does say college football. That is my fault. I apologize. Well, so we are doing, um, you know, we're doing these college football bowl previews, 72 hours lead time over at vcin.com. So we're getting out the first round of games here that are coming up on Saturday. And Jacksonville State and Louisiana have both played pretty identical schedules. Uh, the difference here for me is that, you know, Jacksonville State is going to run the football a ton. They were fourth in the nation in rushing attempts. 
So Louisiana knows that that's coming. And Louisiana hasn't had a whole lot of losses. Neither team has in terms of opt-outs, transfers, anything like that, just because they're not a whole lot of great players on either one of these teams. But I think Louisiana is a team that, you know, they played pretty well defensively while facing a much better slate of opposing offenses. So even though this line has moved towards the Jacksonville State side, I think people expect the Gamecocks to be more motivated. First bowl game, first, you know, postseason game as an FBS member, all that kind of thing. I still think Louisiana is the better team, and I also think that Louisiana has faced a much better slate of opposing offenses. So I trust where their stats are a little bit more, and I do like the Raging Cajuns here on Saturday. Guys, are you guys excited outside of the college football playoff about any of the bowl games? I feel like with the transfer portal and so many players just moving in and out of programs that the bowl season has just become completely, or players opting out, has just become completely diluted. Um, I'm actually excited for it because I have made it a point to try and keep up with what quarterbacks are leaving programs. Like, that's the, I, I think there's a way to, to get an edge if you stay up on that and you kind of know what these teams have behind those qu quarterbacks specifically, obviously, just because they matter so much. Like the other game that Adam has, Ohio lost their all-world quarterback in Rourke, and I think Georgia Southern rolls. But here's my issue. I guess Adam could, could go over this with me. My issue is when I looked at a lot of these bowl games, I like a lot of favorites because those are the teams that have their players playing in the bowl games. Yeah, I think as uh, on the whole, the bowl season is very much watered down. I mean, there are some matchups like Arizona, Oklahoma would have been a great game, but yeah. now Dylan Gabriel's out. You don't know what you're going to get from Jackson Arnold, the backup. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, you know, and also market entry becomes a really big question, you know, because you're trying to get ahead of the news. You're trying to play on speculation, things of that sort. Uh, we could probably talk about Georgia Southern and Ohio a little bit more in depth in the next segment, but I see where Dustin's coming from, and I also see where Amal's coming from, and I'm kind of somewhere in the middle where I think there are opportunities in some of these games, but in terms of watching most of them, that won't be a thing for me. That's like an end of an era at Miami of Ohio, right? Is there another war coming down the pike? Wasn't there his brother prior to him? Curtis. It feels like... Or is that Curtis? Yeah, it feels yeah, like Curtis years of yeah. work yeah, starting yeah, at Ohio. At Ohio, yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we'll continue with Adam Burke next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. 
This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, Sharp Money, $50 gets you 150 instantly in bonus bets over at DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use the promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. So again, five bucks to get 150 using that promo code SHARP. No sweat, same game parlay every day for all betters at DraftKings. The crown is yours. I'm Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher, Adam Burke, vcin.com's managing editor, joins us here. Guys, I wanted to bring up one matchup. Uh, a few matchups, but just to start here, your Cleveland Cavaliers tonight, Berkey, at Boston. Now, they're on a back-to-back. They went down to Orlando and got beat by a good Magic team yesterday. My only question here, and Dustin, maybe you can check to see if there's an update. Uh, I'm not sure if Evan Mobley's playing tonight He's for out. the Cavs on the back to- He He is? Uh, I believe Mobley out. and Levert are out again. Let me double-check that because I have a bet uh, that I placed Levert's a game-time decision. Mobley's out. Yeah. Okay, Mobley has been officially ruled out. Okay, so wanted to make sure that number all the way up to, I'm not sure if anybody has an opinion here, but 11 and a half with the Celtics. Remember, the Cavs did play last night down in Orlando. The Celtics rested here, 225 on the total. Anything there, boys? I have something, actually. I uh, I thought about going back to Max Struess, who let me down last night, but he's such a streaky player. 0 for 5 from 3 last night killed me, and I don't want to do it against Boston, where they can defend on the perimeter, especially if he sees any of Drew Holiday at any point in time. So with that Mobley injury, I'm going to go with Jared Allen. Over 8.5 rebounds. It's juiced minus 145. He had over 8.5 in and four games prior to yesterday, where he went way under. Why did he go under yesterday? He only played 15 minutes feels like they were saving his legs for tonight. So I think we get a full dose of uh, Jared Allen, go over an eight and a half rebounds with him. Beautiful. All right. Good job. The just five games tonight, we've got the Lakers at the Mavericks. An interesting spot just because the Lakers, they just spent so much emotional. I don't know, Berkey, if you ended up in between the concerts going to the in-season tournament there. I'm guessing that's a hard no. Uh, But the Lakers did exert so much energy emotionally and physically winning that in-season tournament. They're at the Mavs tonight. No Kyrie. The Lakers lane four, 231 on the total, boys, if you got anything here. Uh, well, the Mavericks have a ton of injuries right now is the issue. I saw Luka was questionable tonight. Last night, a bet of mine went really poorly. Derek Jones Jr., he had five points in six minutes, then had a collision on the floor, left the game. Never came back. He's out tonight. Uh, They are getting Grant Williams back, though. He's off the injury report, so that's big for Dallas. And you have to question with with the Lakers coming off the celebration and all that from the weekend of winning things, going to Dallas. If Luka doesn't play, you can't bet Dallas. But if Luka is playing, I don't normally bet sides. I would be intrigued by catching four. I I think this is a game. I don't know if, Adam, you have an opinion on this one or Patrick, you do, but Hardaway questionable. You mentioned Jones questionable. We know Kyrie's out. You mentioned Doncic. It's hard to back the Mavericks in this spot. I get the sentiment to bet against the Lakers based on the emotional victory in the in-season tournament, but just simply by default, it feels like it's a tough spot for the Mavericks. Yeah, I would like to really get in on some Dante Exum props or Seth Curry props if somehow Doncic is ruled out, but I have not seen an official word yet come down about his status for tonight. No, the only NBA opinion I have is that JVT and Zachary Cohen over at VEASAN.com are among the best in the business. So read them on a daily basis because uh, I've, I've learned a lot reading Zach's writing, and obviously JVT is 
so sharp across the board here at VEASAN. So head over to the website and check those two guys out and get, get some NBA thoughts that way. Okay, you can check out Hardwood Handicappers as well, the podcast that's tremendous by Jonathan Von Tobel over at VEASAN.com. We were having this conversation uh, before you came on, Adam. And if, if This is not what you think is going to happen. Um, but what you would do based on the quarterbacks you've watched this year, we were having the Drake May conversation, Caleb, Caleb Williams, obviously he's minus 650 over at DraftKings to go one overall. If I were to force you to give me your top three that you've seen this year, where would you go with the quarterbacks? Well, I really, truly believe that when Jaden Daniels gets to the combine, he's going to be one of those guys that completely takes off. I mean, he's a big dude. He's six foot four. He can make a lot of throws. You know, he's a guy that's really played well in a premier conference. And, you know, I mean, for Drake May, not a premier conference. For Caleb Williams, yeah, he's played well. But, you know, I mean, is he a guy that you really want to put all of your franchise's hopes and dreams on? I think that's going to be something that people really start to take into question. So I still think Williams does go one, but I think Daniels absolutely leapfrogs May to either be two or maybe even be number one. Uh, Jaden Daniels right now over at DraftKings, 20 to one to be the number one pick in the draft. And I do not hate that play. The games last night, Adam, it was obviously a dog betters dream. We had a 13 and a half dog cash. And then of course, um, simultaneously, you had the Giants staying alive in the NFC playoff picture with your boy Tommy DeVito at five and a half. What'd you take away from the Miami Dolphins meltdown? That was a huge game for them because they were battling AFC, still are, for the number one overall seed and a historic loss with under three minutes to go there. Yeah, you know, the, the more that you watch the Dolphins, the more concerned you are that their margin for error doesn't seem to be all that great. You know, they lose Tyreek Hill, and you know, Jalen Waddle was banged up. They lost some offensive linemen as well. And it just kind of felt like they were sort of hanging on for dear life throughout large portions of that game. And then, of course, they do wind up blowing it in the end. So, yeah, for Miami, I mean, when they've stepped up in class, they haven't played well. Now they have this litany of injuries that they have to worry about. And it doesn't seem like when things start going awry – they're able to kind of rally. You know, Mike McDaniel, I think, is a really, really good head coach, but I think he's also a really good head coach when everything is going their way. I'm not sure that when they start to experience some adversity or a team that's as good or better than them, that they're kind of able to figure things out. So that's a really big concern when you talk about the caliber of opponents that they'll play in the postseason. When you look right now at the AFC, isn't this an opportunity to bet some longer shots, wild cards? It just doesn't seem like, even as well as Baltimore has played or is playing, that they're a definitive lock to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, they can be beaten on their home field. I don't look at any team in the AFC and go, a seven seed to me can come through. No, I mean, and, and also, I mean, for Baltimore, you know, defensively they've had some issues. I mean, they struggled a lot with the Rams. I really wish the Rams would have won that game for obvious reasons. But that offense without Mark Andrews is just completely different. You know, the dynamic is just so different for them. And their defense, I don't think, is all that stellar. I know that, you know, from the advanced metrics, they grade pretty well in a lot of ways, but I don't know if their defense is really all that good. This is not a homer pick by any means from me, but Joe Flacco has provided legitimacy at the quarterback position that Cleveland hasn't really had in a long time. And when I saw, you know, when they scored that late touchdown on that fourth down play, the way that Stefanski reacted is very unlike him. He's a super close to the vest dude, very thoughtful, very kind of inquisitive, sort of cerebral, very analytics minded. And he's like jumping on the sideline when they score. I think he loves 
working with Joe Flacco. And I think that makes this Browns team very, very dangerous because we know the defense is good. And none of the teams that are all that great in the AFC are power running types of teams that I alluded to earlier. I think Cleveland is a team that if they can get in and they should, based on what they, you know, kind of what they, based on what they did there against Jacksonville, they are dangerous in a wide open AFC where I don't think any of the teams at the top are really that much better than they are. Well, the stoic thing with Stefanski translates to um, Flacco as well. And did you see Flacco uh, giving the postgame speech to his teammates in the locker room? Like, that guy's never reacted to anything, and he was going nuts too. I think the camaraderie in that locker room is really, really strong. You know, I know that Jim Schwartz, it was talked about earlier in the season, Schwartz was like, I want you guys to celebrate every play you make on defense. Tackle for loss, incomplete pass, turnover, whatever. I want you guys to celebrate it. And I just think that, you know, I mean, look, I, I don't, I wasn't in the locker room, obviously, but Baker Mayfield was kind of a polarizing guy in Cleveland. The Deshaun Watson acquisition was probably not welcomed by a good portion of that locker room. But now they feel like they've kind of really come together here. Not only at the start of the season on defense, but now the offense has come together too. And, you know, it's it's not something you can quantify, so it's a little bit of an uncomfortable space for me. But there's something to be said about a team where everybody likes each other. Ben, you are fired up about your Browns. It's well, Kevin Stefanski, 14-1, to 1, coach of the year. Do I fire? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, can I borrow some money? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Ask me again in a few weeks. <laughs> I can't wait to see how it plays out. So again, this, this guy asking this guy asking me for money when he wants to spend two million on a house and. 500000 on a Ferrari and all this other stuff. Oh, no, the worst part and, is the basketball court, wife. which he's not going to use that much. No, okay, I would, so, that's so the he, point. So he wants a $2 million house, but wants land for a basketball court and a baseball field in Vegas. Yeah. Turf. How, how are you going to find that for $2 million? Welcome Turf. to Nye County. <laughs> I'll live so out there. You're going to go live at Elko or something. Yeah, exactly. Of a fortress. You guys aren't welcome <laughs> with the words you're saying right now when I win next year. <laughs> You're not going to invite the dude that's buying it for you? <laughs> I just want to meet your wife, Svetlana. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, there aren't a lot of Croatians named Svetlana. Hilarious. It's weird you uh, Adam, we'll wives. be pulling for you, and you can follow along. We heard the four that he's going to choose between, he and his buddy Spooky. Fellas, have a great Tuesday. I'm Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, Adam Burke. Go to vcin.com to check out everything we have for you. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Sharp Money. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.